In this episode, we discuss how we use our time and what it can mean for our energy levels. We often say that we don't have enough time to achieve our goals, but is that really true? Because most of us can still find time to scroll Instagram or watch awful reality TV every evening. Is the real issue actually that we don't have the right energy left because we've wasted it on the wrong things? Drop us a line at thepurposepatch at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on this episode or to share any topics you'd like us to cover in future. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to The Purpose Patch, where our intention is to help you grow a life you love. Join us on our adventures as we discover the fun and joy in taking action. Hosted by Sal Mack and Luz Vargo, two ex-corporate slaves who've decided life is worth a bigger roll of the dice. Each episode will put the theories to the test with practical actions you can follow too. What could possibly go wrong? 85 podcasting to 10 people. <laughs> I mean, we're exceptional. What's wrong with these people? Hey guys, I didn't tell Sal, I just press record. Oh! <laughs> Lou! That was a sneaky start to Ep 2. <laughs> you punked me. <laughs> I punked her on Ep 2. Anyway. Hello, hello, listeners. Hello. Sal, episode 2. We're on a streak. Yep, backing it up. I'm proud of us. Well, it is hard because when you when you do your first episode and you such know, critical acclaim, just such hitting it out of the ballpark. Both our mums were highly complimentary. Absolutely, it can be daunting to be faced with the task of backing it up. I think also we're not known for our follow through, which is <laughs> for anyone new to this this podcast. That is actually why we was the original intention with this was to force ourselves into some action month after month yes. after month after month. Consistency. That's right. Not perfection. Discipline. Yeah. Well, look, episode one, though, it was illuminating. It, we looked at our values. We defined these and we set some intentions and goals for the year. Could say the easy bit's been done. Yes. Well, I sort of thought I was on a, you know, in a good place. On a winner. On a winner. But, Sal, I've, I've hit a bit of a snag. Yeah, here's where the real work begins. (laughs) Because we're a few weeks on. You know, it was all pretty easy when we started this. We were on holidays. We had our pink cardboard, our glitter pens. I had hours and hours of day, uh, you know, during the day to think about things. It's a bit like a grade four project where you, you know, it was totally fun. It was the holiday project. It was. The Purpose Patch project. Yeah. You know, between cups of coffee, walks at the beach. And the beginnings are always easy. Yeah. That's when you're struck by the inspiration. That's when you're declaring to your family and friends, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. When they start to say, where is that output? <laughs> well, for me, I hit, I hit a roadblock and um, that roadblock is called full-time work. Tricky. <laughs> because suddenly... I didn't have hours in the morning to get my exercise routine in, <laughs> to uh, cook my porridge or soak my birch and muesli. I didn't have hours to read net blogs. I suddenly Quotes, had to... philosophy, yeah. spiritual journeys. Well, no, I had to go to work. And I, yeah, had to be, I had to be... My spiritual journey was interrupted <laughs> by... <laughs> Rudely. <laughs> by colleagues. By Reality. problems at work. Yeah. yeah. Projects. Yeah. Pictures. And I got home every night... And I sat down to do some writing, as I had set out to do at the start of the year. And guess what? I have no energy for it. 
which is yeah. proving a little bit of a conundrum. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we always think we don't have time or we say. Yeah. You know, everyone's, I'm busy, I'm too busy, I can't fit that in. But I, I think we've been discussing maybe it's not time, maybe it's having the right energy left. Well, that's it because one of the things I've been feeling guilty about is I've I've actually been quite good. I've said oh, no, to, no to engagement so that I can stay home and, and do some writing, but I just find I don't have the energy for it. Mm. So what? And what do f- you do instead? Oh, I drink red wine or yeah. drink gin and tonic and watch Netflix. <laughs> yep. It's very easy Or for, for most people. I mean, the, the Because you want to zone out. Totally. Your brain is already... I've been yeah. talking and communicating all day long. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is probably write more. So... Yeah, I would really like this episode, I think, is quite timely. We, we both thought it might be good to talk a little bit about energy. Yes. But you have a bit of a different experience than me at the moment. Talk to me about what's going on in your life and yeah. is showing up for you in any way. Yeah, it is, funnily enough, because I'm in the opposite situation. So as people who listen to the first episode will know, I'm currently between full-time jobs. I have picked up a bit of work, remote work, for a few companies, but certainly not full-time. And so I'm quite a structured person. I'm always writing what I've got to do and and blocking out time to do it. And my days are ordered, whether I'm going to a job or not, in an office. But actually, I've been quite overwhelmed by the amount of time that I have. And I have some things I have to accomplish or I want to accomplish, which is finding a really great new career, And what do I need to do to do that? Is it study? Sell. Sell. Podcaster. Oh, podcaster. (laughs) Well, currently that's not paying much. Okay. (laughs) So it can actually be the opposite problem. And I, I, what I'm finding is on my daily schedule, I am assuming I can get 10 hours of productive work done. And then I'm beating myself up for not doing enough. And everything takes longer than you think. Like to apply for one job or to build a new business connection. I'm trying to build work that I do for myself. Even, you know, I'm writing on my blog. If I'm going to do that properly, it takes kind of half a day to to properly research, put it together, do it. And I end up getting having about 10 windows open of all the things I think I should have achieved that day mm. and then getting none of it done. And so how do you feel after a day? So you get so you get to seven o'clock too. Yeah. I feel um, a bit you, like how it, are you feeling? I feel guilty, I feel a bit overwhelmed. And then I have this other thing whereas everyone thinks that I'm just chilling around. Oh yeah. And doing you're not, nothing you're not working. because I'm not full time in an office. And that's a bit annoying as well. Do you kind of judge yourself for not working as Yeah, well? I probably do. Yeah. Even though I mean I'm the one paying for myself to not work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Well, look, there's some things that I know in my life that I suspect are contributing to why I'm feeling depleted. I'm not trying to say that you can't be creative and you can't achieve other things if you have a full-time job because if we all thought that, then we'd be... I mean, it'd be convenient to blame the company (laughs) or other people. But I think that there's certainly a case to be made that if we manage ourselves better and our time better, we can be smarter with, with our priorities and what's important in our lives. Maybe that means changing some things earlier in the day that I do so yeah. that I have that space. It's yeah. not just about setting aside an hour, but it's about, well, where is that hour in the day? Yeah, and being brave enough maybe to challenge conventional norms around that. Yeah, like maybe I need to have a day off. Maybe I need, you know, I don't know, I, maybe I need to talk to 
work about. We'll start later. That. We'll start oh, later. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like it reminds me of when you were studying, remember? You might have. It's hard to forget. So, yeah, well, haven't we all? <laughs> you might have kind of, an, you know, you always had that exam that you only had about one or two weeks to study for. Mm. Then you had a month to study for the rest or one. And I always did, I reckon, an equal amount of study, regardless of how much time I had. Well, it's adrenaline, isn't it? Like yeah, you would be totally having that at, adrenaline. at the moment and how yeah. do you motivate well, The yourself? adrenaline is my bank balance depleting. That's yeah. the adrenaline. Yeah. That'll happen. That'll happen eventually. Are you on the canteen <laughs> yet though? No. <laughs> Things aren't that dire. God, I'll just head to your mum's house if that happens. <laughs> She'd have you any day. Yeah. All right, well, maybe this challenge this month, then, how are we going to tackle this? Because we've both got – it's presenting for both of us in slightly different, different ways. ways. Yeah. Well, I think it's like you said, noticing – it starts with noticing an awareness. Mm. Maybe it's about noticing what and actually also who yep. in terms of people yep. is making us feel good yep. and energy-rich and what and who is perhaps making us feel a bit drained. But here's the catch, Lou. There's always a catch. What's the there? secret payoff if we're persisting in some negative patterns? Well, that's the thing. To go it? a bit Esther on your ass. <laughs> well, that's the thing with patterns, isn't it? You don't keep doing it unless there's a payoff. Yeah. Yeah. We should say Esther Perel is our favourite. Do you know who else said that? Favourite podcast. Doc- Dr. Phil said that too. No, but Esther's better than Dr. Phil. Esther is better. Our favourite podcast psychologist. Fascinating. Definitely look her up. Do you think it's podcast. just her? Do you think it's just her accent? I think it's just so voyeuristic. You yeah. basically, for anyone that doesn't know her work, you're listening into couples counselling sessions. Oh, it's fantastic. And it is just. But she is an expert. She's a sex and relationship expert, isn't she? And yeah. she's, she's written a book recently on infidelity specifically. Yeah. But this, her podcast is on its real life couples counselling and an array of different. Yeah. But the, but the, but the crux of her work is, which is relevant to this, we'll try and bring it back mm. as our segue, <laughs> it's kind of digressed, is that she, she is all about bringing attention and awareness to people's patterns and behaviour. Mm. So it's not about what they tell you, the words they say, it's about what's underlying that. And that's what I think we need to dig into here. I'm getting out my shovel. Get out your shovel. <laughs> is, the, is the purpose patch? <laughs> I love, I love how you leave <laughs> Thank you. All right. So the next thing I'm going to look at how I structure my days. Yep. And what is actually realistic. I'm going to do a bit of research on how humans are designed with that in mind and how, you know, there's a lot of research now. One guy that I'm following from a company called The Energy Project, Tony Schwartz, has a lot of good ideas on that. So I'm going to delve into that and bring that oh, back to I you. I like that little sneak peek into where you're going. Open up the kimono. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, the first place I'm going to look, oh, look, I think I'm losing and a lot of energy is being sapped on stupid things like digital mobile devices you and every other human me and every other human so there's some easy changes i think i can make around that so i'm gonna make i don't know i wouldn't say it's gonna be Uh, easy maybe not easy but yeah look i'm gonna i'm gonna actually track what the impact of that is on my day okay but i also want to look at directionless versus intentional things i'm doing yeah because i think very often i get stuck in doing things that i'm just default uh it's it's so habitual i'm not aware of it so for me i'm looking at that and also 
I think you're right. I need to, when I get asked to do something, really look at whether I want to do it. Do I have the time for it? And you're talking about the lecture I gave you recently on that topic. Yeah. 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 You give just me for the lectures. listeners. I don't know where. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sal. We know what we're going to do. I'll High see five. you back here. Back at the patch. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
and grind through and get to the computer and go, well, I said on my list that I would do this. I'm trying to be a bit more aware and going, okay, for me, it's really, it is meditation that will bring me back and recenter me and make me, put, well, not make me, but put me in a better frame of mind. So instead of just sitting down and going, no, because I said I'd do this from 9 till 10.30 and there's no room for negotiation in my head, it's going, okay, well, actually, I'm going to flip my day and I'll do yoga and meditation now and then I'll move that to later and it will all get done. I think that's a really important point. I, As you were saying that, I was thinking people who might be listening with a full-time job or a really crazy schedule who, who kids. might be devil's advocate, who might go, Oh, but hang on, easy for you if you've or you work for yourself and you can schedule and change your schedule. Yeah. But sometimes there isn't the flexibility. But when I think about it, even just the act and the practice of acknowledging that you're not feeling well or feeling tip top yeah. is enough to just kind of take that pressure off yourself. Yeah. So it's sometimes even not about for me, you know, being having that awareness and going, Oh, I feel a bit off today or I'm not gonna smash myself at the gym or I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it's something, you know, there's three tasks you have to do in the day and maybe there is, if you look at it, the option to do something tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, I think it, this, that that principle that you just outlined is possible even if you don't seemingly have a lot of flexibility. The very act of just acknowledging... Well, stopping to recognise what that deeper thing is. Yeah. So so there's this, that reminds me of this book called The Four Agreements. Mm. Cannot pronounce the author's name, but if you look it up, it'll come up on Google. And it says basically, if you live your life by these four agreements, all will be well. One of them is do do your best, but it explicitly says your best will differ on different days, and it will differ, you know, if you're sick, if you're well, if you've got energy, if you're low on energy. So it's about I think instead of expecting or demanding of ourselves the same every day. It's kind of taking what comes with how you feel and what else is going on. And underneath that is actually just being a friend to yourself in those situations too because yeah. if you came to me and you said, Lou, I'm feeling really down today, probably the first thing we'd do is we wouldn't go, oh, well, Sal, come on, I've just got to get this done. Yeah. It would be, it would be <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Let's unpack why you're feeling like that and can I do anything to help? And should we have a hot cross bump? Or two. Yeah. <laughs> can I just out you here for a second sure again segue but we were having a hot cross bun the other day yeah and you had tell everyone what you had in your hot cross bun you had butter and what else vegemite who else has butter and vegemite everyone it's not everyone hot cross buns like fruit toast oh God, okay well only of, aussies will get that reference it's one of the weirdest obviously things. i'm anticipating a global audience oh look i would like feedback from the audience listening as to whether shout out to bun. saudi arabia i think <laughs> Across on Vegemite is, uh, sure. is acceptable. Email us if you think that's unacceptable. Anyway. Well, no, I think that's a really nice observation, though. And, yeah, I don't think we do it enough with ourselves because we feel like we've got to just charge on through and keep busy, stay busy. Yeah. Not Relentless. But, yeah. and That's the culture. And, look, and if you take that longer-term view, how successful have I been this week or this month, it takes the pressure off today, having to achieve everything today being yeah. real and end all. But also I, I do think our attention spans have been really loosened by te- tech, which you're going to talk a bit about. Yeah. And I think a consequence of that, it's quite a serious consequence, is that we don't think things should take a lot of time. Yeah. But actually if you're going to do something properly, including this podcast, we realise we're amateurs. 
But we are actually properly planning and researching and putting time into it. You know, this is take three already. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, you can't, if you're going to do something properly, you do need to put some effort mm. into it and it can't be done in an hour. No, absolutely. And that's not a bad, that's not a failure. Yeah. I think in my mind I'm somehow equating it with a failure if I haven't done ten quite big things every day. So what have you found, Lou? Well, as I said, one of the, the one of the things I actually wanted to look at was my phone. And I think the phone and the device, mobile device, what it has allowed in terms of seemingly making work more flexible yeah. and yeah. Uh, achievable. and But I actually think it's just made the office hours, they're now so much longer. Because if I look at when I first look at email now, it's often at 6.30 in the morning when I first wake up before I go and do anything. Yes, Whereas your adrenaline's of, already firing. Totally. So yeah. I get, if someone, say, has sent me a confrontational email or something that I needed to get done, I'm already thinking about that. Whereas yeah. a few years ago, you might not have, there's a, a three-hour period where I might not have otherwise yeah. seen email. So, yeah. you know, I was really conscious that I have email on my phone to make my life easier and to so it gives me the option to respond to things from home but just being careful with well what is the cost of that flexibility yeah and I've also downloaded this app on my phone called moment which was really interesting because what it does is it tracks how often you use your phone so it tracks it actually tracks a few things it tracks your sleep I don't quite know how it does that I should have found that out but it it's pretty accurate Mm. so it tracks how much sleep you got every night and it also tracks your actual phone time how many times you pick up your phone and and look to be honest, I'm a bit of a cheapskate and I didn't get the premium one you have to pay for. So I think you could get more features if you get the paid. What was your average daily? Oh, crazy. Hundreds? And it depends. Not hundreds, but on weekends. Like, I was on my phone four or five hours of the day. Whoa. Yeah. Embarrassing. Looking up stuff, emailing. And I just am conscious that that sort of non-intentional picking up your phone and... Well, there's your writing time. To, Absolutely. So the yeah. time that I and speaking of writing time, the other thing that is was a, a suck for me. Some days I noticed I did it one night. Mm. I was leaving the office one day and I got this kind of right, quite confrontational email from someone we're doing a project and she'd sort of outlined all these things that we had to respond to, and her whole tone was just really rude. <laughs> got my hackles up and I got home and I was just thinking about it. I cooked dinner and I opened my computer and I started probably not even, I mean, I'm very careful with what I put in writing to people. Ex-lawyer. Ex-lawyer, you know, but I think there is sometimes merit in just having a rant, saying what you want to say, even if you've got no intention of sending it. So what started out as a, I'm just going to try and type a response, which there probably would have been merit in maybe typing a five minute thing, pressing delete, never sending it, calling her the next day and saying, Hey, about that email you sent and responding in that way, which is eventually what I ended up doing. I spent over an hour writing an email that never got sent to her, <laughs> constructing perfect sentences. Perfect prose. Um, perfect prose. And there was my ego was kind of like, oh, that's a good way. That's a nice passive-aggressive way of having a go at her and being like such a little smarty brat brat. Yeah. And I did think, and I read this email the next morning that hadn't been set that was still sitting in drafts, and I just was like, oh, my God, Spargo, what a wanker. But also that's... Can you imagine if you'd accidentally sent it? Oh, well, here's the first rule if you're going to ever write a draft oh. email sale. You always, if you press reply, you always then take the person's name I've out of I've got a better rule. What's write it on paper and then rip it up. Yeah, Anyway, yeah, keep going. going. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I, yeah, I, I looked at this and I thought, 
I would never have said that. It was it was just kind of me being reactionary. <laughs> and also, I just kind of, that's time I could have been writing and yeah. using it productively. So. Well, waste of energy. Because, you know, I think venting is actually really important. Yeah. Oh. I think when you shove stuff down, ideally you kind of write some angry words that you'll never send and then have a constructive conversation. Absolutely. So finding but, smarter ways to communicate. Yeah. yeah. And But yeah. being faster maybe to move through that venting cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. And then on the positive, just a quick one, I had a really interesting running with someone unexpectedly that reminded me of the power of sometimes short bursts of connection connection because I was running like I've been at the dentist one morning running late for work in my head was piling up this list of things I had to get done wasn't so late Sal that I couldn't stop for a coffee somewhere grabbed a coffee as I was leaving sort of striding towards my car I heard this woman say Lou and I turned around it was this woman Helen who I used to babysit for she's a she's a legend has two lovely kids I hadn't seen her for ages so I stopped just to say hello and she's like sit down you know I'd love to catch I was thinking oh god I'm already running so late but I work for a pretty chilled out chap. I knew he wouldn't mind too much. Sat down, started talking to her. And what, for the next five, ten minutes, I had this really wonderful catch up with this person who was in a really interesting point in her life. She was going back to study. Her kids were getting older. They didn't need her as much. They mm-hmm. still needed her. But I just loved talking through challenges of her next couple of years, the possibilities that she was considering. I love talking to people about changes and, and the different issues that that brings up presents Mm. for them and I walked away from that conversation still running late for work but I was I noticed I was in a much lighter mood my mindset had completely shifted I wasn't kind of angry frustrated driving through traffic I got to work I still had the same to-do list but my approach I think was different Mm. because I'd taken five or ten minutes out of my day and I was focused on someone else I was talking to her about something that genuinely mattered to me and to her And it was a really wonderful connection. Yeah, and let's face it, you would have spent that 10 minutes plus and then more gossiping in the office anyway. Totally. That's that's what we don't realise. We kind of think, oh, just because you're in an office or you're at your computer, you must be productive. And I think a lot of the time we're not being. So it's about giving the time to the good things. Yes, when they present themselves. Yeah, and disengaging from some of the more negative pointless conversations and it doesn't need to be a long time like you love your meditation it doesn't need to be 15 minutes that's it or you know the the, i sub i subscribe to a couple of really great blogs like i mean off the top of my My one a sales one (laughs) we're gonna have to spruik that in the show notes but no people like i'm thinking of things like at regular marie folio or seth godin that they just appear in my inbox and i read them often when i just want a couple of minutes out of my day and often what they're about has an interesting take on then what I go and do for the rest of the day. I it can sparks apply thought. It, it absolutely does. Mm. And it's all about inviting things into your life and into how you go about your day-to-day that force you out of your default and your routine and, and, and get you to think about life a bit differently. Maybe raise awareness. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I think this, much like... It seems to me like every episode is going to be ongoing. So it's almost like every episode will build 
And then maybe at the annual anniversary of this podcast, we'll kind of report on every aspect. Oh my God, Sal, that's, that's yeah. a big joke. Do we get cake at that? Oh, we're we definitely going to have a cake. It'll have our faces on it. Do we sure. invite other Eat our own party. faces. Will that be that? Well, can we have an anniversary party? Yeah, I think so. Do you think people will come? Well, you know that always fear that people, when you invite people to the party, and it's like half an hour before they're due to arrive, and you really oh, it's awful, isn't they it? won't come. It's awful. Well, look, we'll probably pay them to come. <laughs> Rent a crowd. Yeah, rent a crowd. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you. No, this month, I should say. We'll see you next month. Yeah. Look forward to it. Bye.